I have a couple things I would like to say to you. Number one, I'm going to be silly just for a second. I, I can't help it. I have to be. He made me this way. <laughs> um, Heather came up on stage and she was giving announcements and it's Father's Day and I thought to myself, man, she does that very well. She's honoring her father, you know. I was like, I need to train my daughter to do the same thing. <laughs> Heather, <clears throat> uh, is there like a boarding school? <laughs> I just, um, <clears throat> I would like for her to start sooner than later though. I mean, she does a wonderful job at home. I just openly out, you know, do you guys know my dad? No, I'm joking. Let me stop. See, I'm making it all about me again. <clears throat> um, again, I just, I, I can't help. Like, you just went all into your wedding. Like, that was <laughs> so smooth. Corey, look, Corey, you didn't, you didn't just bedazzled her. Just, zing. <laughs> She lost everything up here when she started talking about that. That was so cool. Um, <laughs> guys, listen. I, we, we are on a journey right now here at the Body Dayton to understand a very important concept that it's not about us. It's just not about us. Um, it's, it's not for you, and it, it's not for me, right? Like, God is who he, he, who he is because it's who he is. If we stomp our feet wait wait pause I, now I know I know nobody in here has ever had a child like this but maybe you've seen one you know you ever seen the kid who stomps their feet and you know just ah and they're just all kinds of crazy and stuff and you're looking across the grocery store and you're like mm, mm -mm, you know you just, something in you says, that's the devil, right? <laughs> um, and the truth is, is the parent is at the grocery store, and whether they purchased whatever the kid wants or does or does not do whatever the kid wants, the truth is, though the parent is there to purchase groceries, for the household, they want the child to be nourished and to grow healthy. That kid is not the center of the universe, right? Like how much is what's going on in that moment have to do with that child? Now I know if we look at it deeply, it has everything to do with it, but truthfully, that parent is not the world does not start and in, end in, in right there in that moment with that child. It just doesn't. And I believe that that is a wonderful picture of us and God. As much as he loves us, as important to him as we are, the world does not start and stop with Dwayne Grant. It says that he is the author, and the finisher. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So when you wrap anything in between there, everything else is just there along for the ride. I was talking to Mr. Ben just a few minutes ago, and he imparted something to me that I thought, that's, that's absolutely 100% right. Very useful. And 
it's something that I've heard. You know, it's, it's not the Bible. It's one of those sayings, you know. It's, it's not about what's happening. It's about the journey, right? Imagine if we could really grab a hold of that concept. I'm not saying it's a biblical principle. I believe it comes from biblical principles. But what if we could really wrap our minds around what we do here in life? I, I want us to walk out of here completely. Not, I don't want you to feel like you're not important. That's not the goal. I'm not trying to make you feel insignificant in the world. That's not the key here. Though, for some, it would not hurt to, you know, just a couple notches down. Me, me being one. Um, my wife tries to tell me on a regular basis, uh, but I argue sometimes. I'm important, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I want us to walk out of here really understanding our place and role and purpose. Is there anybody here? that is lacking, feel like you're lacking purpose in life? You're just not sure. Like, why am I even here? I, I understand that. I completely get that. As a matter of fact, it was funny because uh, somebody this morning, and I won't say who, and I don't want to put them on blast, but like I did some people already, but <clears throat> they were like, you should preach on purpose. And I'm like, Okay, I'm doing that today. Because here's the deal. If you feel that way, you may be looking at life all wrong. I need purpose. What is my purpose? God, give me purpose. You're here. And you're living life, you're breathing air, your heart's beating, the blood is flowing through the number of many veins that you have in your body, your eyes can see. Are you, are you following me? You're already living purpose right there. I know that that seems way too simple. I know that you want something deeper than that. But I'm telling you right now, us here just being human beings, we're, we're, we're living in purpose. That's just the beginning of it, though. So if you felt like you were lacking purpose, know now that you are already living in purpose. If you want more, that's a whole nother question. That's a whole nother thought. That's a whole nother idea. But if you begin to realize that you being here is purpose enough, you're on the right page and you're on the right track. If you didn't understand that and you didn't get that when you came in today, as you leave, I want you to grab a hold of that thought. Why? Because as soon as you realize that it's not for you, the better. Because then, only then can you really begin to live with purpose. I know. You guys are like, Pastor Wayne, you're talking in circles. I'm, I'm talking in circles because I want to drive a very important point home. Can anybody tell me what that point is? Go ahead, please. Or I'm going to go through it again. It's not about us. It's not about us. The finances in your bank, not about you. The money you save up, it's not about you. Your future, it's not just about you. Pastor Jeff, stood up here and he said he's 
got so many years, I forget the number right the second, in marriage. And I bet any amount of money for a good portion of that time, he felt like it was about him. And as time went on, he realized, man, it really was not about me. Guys, it's Father's Day. How many people here, how many men here who are fathers know what Father's Day really is about? Is it about us? Like, really think about this. Is Father's Day really about us? It's, it's not. I was, talking to, I was talking to Minister Kelly this morning. <laughs> and Olahana came in and she said, I'm so glad you got a donut. He said, yes, I, I did it. You don't have to fuss at me. And me and him begin to have a conversation about how, you know, we realize how even there's certain things that we do. I mean, my birthday. My birthday is not my own. It's not. It is a day when the kids get to enjoy anything that happens for me. <laughs> you know, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Why? Because I realize it's not about me anyway. I understand that. I've come to the conclusion that it's not about me. I fight it on a regular basis. I argue on a regular basis. I get fussy and I want to throw a tantrum like the kid in the grocery store, you know. Why am I doing this? This is so stupid. I go to work day in and day out. I can't even go on two vacations a year. And he's like, oh, are you upset about one? No. I know most of you are not like me, and I'm sure God is not like me. But I am the dad that would be like, oh, one's not enough? How do you feel now? You know what I'm saying? Like, you want two? Not just one? Now you have none. Right? Now, I know that that's not God. That's not who he is, and that's not how he operates. But it, you learn really quick. You learn really quick, fast, and in a hurry that what you have is good. It's more than great when you think about the fact that if you didn't have that, you know, you see what I'm saying? And all of these thoughts and ideas come to a, a, a culmination of it's not about me. I preached a message a while back about the blessing and how God, you know, is just a miracle and a car situation and all that stuff like that. And I'm like, yes, God is good. Woo, woo, woo. That wasn't about me. That, that might not even been for me. He's like, I had to do this. The people who were walking and marching around Jericho. That wasn't about them. Even though it felt that way. Sometimes the victories in our lives feel like they were meant for me. Take one second, pause, take one second, and I want you to think about how something good and then something bad. Think about these two things in your life right now and how they might have affected other people in a good way. How did God get glory out of the ugly moment in your life? How did God get glory out of the good moment in your life? Take a second and think about that. I want to take you to a few scriptures. Two of them, I'm not going to read all the way through. I'm just going to touch on them. One is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 23. And it's, it says, it's all for God. That's the way it starts. It's all for God. Or all we do is for God. And then it continues on in verse 31, and it says, our eating and our drinking, all the way down to our eating and our drinking. Wait a second, time out. 
I thought us eating and drinking was for us. I mean, is it not? How do we live without it? No, not even our eating and our drinking is just for us. Anybody here get that feeling and they're like, man, is there anything that's just for me? You're the kid in the grocery store. I'm just telling you now. Nothing, nothing we do is supposed to be for us. It's all for him. It's all to him. Is that how you live your life? Do you live your life where it's all for him? I don't. I'm telling you now, I don't. And I'm going to tell you also, the fact that I don't is why I have some of the issues and problems that I have today. I mean, think about it. Man, I don't want to go there. I have, I have had moments in my life that were tough, and they just downright sucked. Just, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, God, why, like, even, even when I realized I was at fault, I still was angry. And I wanted, to, I wanted to put that anger somewhere. I wanted to give that anger out, that frustration. I wanted to put it somewhere. I needed to put it somewhere. And I'm just like, ah. I know it was my fault, but why couldn't you stop me? I'm going to say something right here. And I am not. This is... I'm talking about me, and I'm talking about me because here's the deal. I understand what I'm about to say. I'm saying it out loud to you, though, so that hopefully you can look at me and, and learn something from it. In one of my worst moments, in one of my ugliest situations, I came to the conclusion that I'm a complete and absolute mess up. Okay, like without God, you are ridiculous is what I said to myself in the mirror. You're an idiot. Never again in your life walk away, stray from or ignore your heavenly father. Don't do it because you're a mess without him. And I'm praying and I'm asking God, Lord, just, just, oh. Just rewrite me. Do something. Because I hate what I've done. And do you know, and I, I promise, he said to me, no. I made you this way. I was, under, I, I was completely aware of who you were and what you were capable of. As a matter of fact, This was all part of my plan. Uh-oh. What? I'm going to step away from that one. Again, I say, I understand now what I just said to you. Even if you don't, right? Like, I'm just going to preface this this way, in this manner, and... I know that it's okay for me to do so. It's truth. There are some that will understand and hear what I'm saying, and there's some that won't. And that's okay. I'm going to ask you to pray and just be like, Lord, give me an understanding of what it is that he's saying, or it just wasn't for me, okay? There are things that God allows to happen in our lives that are ugly, and they're just not about you. Do you understand that? As, as ugly and as horrible as they are, they're just not about you. 
If you're the one that did it, guess what? You were set up. I'm not giving you freedom for what you did. It was your action. But guess what? It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't about you. Think about it. Remember the kid in the grocery store acting a complete fool, right? Just acting out. From that kid's point of view, I don't really know what they're thinking. I never did that. My mind would choke me out, okay? <laughs> but when I did act up a little bit, I thought to myself, you know what? I don't really care because I'm mad. She didn't let me get what I wanted. My sister even said to me one time, was like, she's going to hate the fact that she just did that to me. And I was like, really? Okay. Shoot, I think, let me watch, see how this works out. You know what I'm saying? Because if it works for her, I want to try it. Hey, guess what? It didn't work at all. You know what I mean? It's like one of those moments you're like, oh, yeah? <gasps> You know, and your mom's like, see how long you can do that. Let's see how that works out for you. It doesn't stop the world. So in that ugly moment, in that ugly moment that you were a part of, that you made happen, when you finally figure out you've done, you recover, everything's better, you're breathing again, right? You've got your color back. And your mom goes, are you ready to go now? Picture you and God. And he says, are you ready to go now? Uh-huh. Now, FYI, you're going to feel a little woozy for the next 10 to 15 minutes because you never should have held your breath that long. Why am I still... Why am I still having these feelings? Why, why is this? Why is that? Well, because of what you did. And there are consequences and effects. But you said it wasn't about me. And it wasn't. Because that person learned something. That person learned something. You learned something. Wait a second. What? So let's, let's continue. Let's continue to back this out. This is all about God, but there's these crazy things that are happening that he's allowing to happen. And you keep screaming at me that it's, it's not about me. Then take me out the equation. Somebody I know, I was having a conversation with, one time came to my house, very angry. Very, very, very angry. And they were like, this is stupid. I'm reading the Bible, and it don't make no sense because it sounds to me like God is all about himself. <gasps> I mean, without him, what is there? I mean, everything that's here, okay, let me see. It says he breathed his breath into us. Am I right? <laughs> Are you seeing the reoccurring thing here? Like, and I keep going back to kids because, and I know some of us, some of us here maybe don't have kids, but I mean, you didn't, some of us, most of us didn't have kids because it was going, like, we were like, okay, I need to make my life better, 100%. Like, it's going to take me to the next level, you know? It's like that next career step kid. I'm not saying that our kids made our life bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I, most of us didn't have a plan to make our life better via kid. But we love them. And they have made our lives better. But it's more about the journey though, isn't it? <laughs> you feel me? Like, Okay, I don't like you now, but maybe here I will. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Me and my wife got married, and, and one of the things we said early on was, okay, it's me and you. It's you and I. Okay? 
There's a lot of stuff that's about to happen beyond this point. But, but all of the stuff that's going to happen, most of it is, you know, there's a lot that's going to come and go. But in the end, it's still going to be you and me. That's, that was the plan, right? But the truth is, is not even is it going to be me and her in some situations, right? Like, I may die first, she may die first, and then it's just me, right? And who? Jesus. The kids grow up, they leave. The house you move from, it's gone. Or it falls down, whatever. Your car, it's wrecked. The new one gets stolen. I mean, I don't know, right? Maybe you sell it. The point is, is it stuff People come and go. There's only one permanent ongoing situation. And there we are. We're back to him. Okay. So, Pastor Chancey preached a word a while back, and I loved it because it's, it's part of my life verse, and it continuously just jars and, and, and rings around in my head. I'm going to give you a, a quick testimony of something, and then I'm going to jump to that scripture. It's Romans chapter 12, okay? Romans chapter 12. Verses 1 and 2 is the primary one for my life. I have it tattooed, inked on my arm because I believe in it that much, right? And I just want to be reminded on, of it on a regular basis, and I hope people ask me questions about it and all of that good stuff. But here's the deal. So, testimony. You ready? Quick story. I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible because I don't want to keep you forever. I get a phone call about a young man, about a young man or young men who uh, somebody is like, hey, uh, they want to go to the basketball camp that you're going to be a part of. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And they're like, the person is like, I thought that I was going to be able to take them myself, but I'm not going to be able to. So can you uh, take them? Do you have any space? I'm a basketball coach. I was taking my team to a camp. My first thought was, well, uh, no. Okay. Remember, I am not perfect. Okay. A little bit of transparency through this story. Uh, because if not, then you won't really understand the full weight of it. I'm not perfect, and sometimes I think about me and mine a little bit more than maybe I should <clears throat> because I forget that it's not about me and just about mine, right? So can you, do you have room for these people? Well, uh, maybe one. And then, lo and behold, I had enough room for two people. And I didn't think I was going to. But God quickly, and when I say God, it was just laid on my heart. He didn't speak to me verbally, but uh, it was like, you know, did you even ask when I said no, right? I, I don't have any room. Did you even ask? No, I didn't. So go ask. Okay, I go ask. And what I thought I might only have one, I ended up having two spots. So now these kids are going, right? So since they're going... I am so gracious and loving. I invite them to come and stay at my house <clears throat> uh, so that I don't get caught having to go pick them up. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> um, because it's about me. So I'm like, I'm going to be the super nice guy, invite them to my house, and they're going to hang out, which is not something that I do very often uh, with teenage boys when I have a teenage daughter at home um, that I'm very protective of. And I'm like, these guys are going to come to my house. They are not from my world. Okay? I come from a world, but I have since not been in that world. Okay? When I say world, I just mean the ghetto. Okay? <laughs> I, I, lived, I lived in the hood. You feel me? And I lived, you know, not in a bad way or nothing like that, but I just lived around some interesting situations. <clears throat> I don't live in that situation anymore, and um, it doesn't make me better than anybody, but I 
try not to have that situation in my household, okay? I'm just trying to be very clear and transparent. So these young people, you know, just to make it plain and simple for you, are not saved. Is that better? It sounds nicer, right? They're not saved. They're not Christian. They don't listen to Christian music, you know. They probably don't know what K-Love is. I don't listen to K-Love that much, but you get the point. Um, you know, I don't even think these guys knew who Lecrae was. Now, that's pretty bad, okay? So, that you understanding that, these young men were coming to stay in my house. Thank the Lord that they had some home training because they were very respectful, and I appreciated that, okay? We go on this camp, and I have a basketball team that goes to a Christian school. Raised in the church. These young men were not. So the whole time I'm praying in tongues and in any other kind of way I can think of, Lord God, please don't let, you know, the hood come out in them. <laughs> or the devil, however you want to, you know. And I'm not saying the hood is the devil. That's not what I'm saying. But you know how us church people think sometimes. I'm telling you, I'm being transparent. Okay, so we get there, and, you know, something happens, something goes down. Now, I am a great people person. I know how to talk to people and kind of get them, you know. See, it's going to sound really bad because I'm not manipulative, okay? I'm just saying that, you know, it's like, hey, we want to go this direction, you know, that direction because it's going to be good for you. Let's go this direction. You see what I'm saying? So we get there and I've already done this with them. I've taken my time to make sure that they're clear on this concept. And they are until one moment, one kid does something that the other kid doesn't like in the midst of a game, we lose the game and it begins to come unglued. And I'm like, boys, 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 excuse me. I said boys. You know what I mean? Like I'm throwing the coach at them. I'm throwing dad at them. I'm throwing everything I can at them because I need them and bring it down. Now, we're in front of people. Thank the Lord we weren't in front of as many people as we could have been. But then I did decided to Facebook Live the game. <laughs> Out of all the games that we played, this is the one I decided to Facebook Live. And I'm thinking to myself, man, everybody can hear me yelling at these two young men that they know that's not on my team. Like, oh, this is all bad. And it's, I'm like, this is coming apart. And they're like, I don't care. What do you think? Let's go. What's up? And I'm like, hey, 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 stop it. And and they're like, you know, I don't care, whatever. And then one of them, one of them goes, whatever, man, I don't even care. And he turns around, he walks away, and I was like, oh, he got it. I was thinking to myself, he got it. I got through to him. Thank the Lord. I got through to him. And he's walking away. He's like, Coach, I'm good. And then he disappears for the next two to three hours. He disappears. And I'm like, oh, my God, I lost a kid. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> And, and the other one is like, I'm going home. I don't care. Forget this. I don't need this place. Can I use your phone to call my mom? And I'm like, uh, give me a second. And then my phone was froze. You don't understand what that means. He's already here. My phone is froze. He asked me for it, and I can't give it to him. Do you remember the tantruming kid in the grocery store? That's all I can see. He's about to go crazy. And he's like, you know what? I don't need your phone. I'm out of here. I'll walk home. And he walks out, and I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't lost two kids. <laughs> I'm like, this is why I didn't want them to come. Like, they knew they weren't going to stay to keep it together. You know, and I'm going to be the one looking bad here, right? I didn't make these choices. They did. By the end of the night, they was in the room with my boys watching the championship basketball game. They were all having a blast, completely destroying the room with Lord knows what rubbed into the carpet. I mean, it was horrible, but the end of the thing came and we're driving home and the one kid that had walked away, he looks over and he goes, hey coach, thank you for bringing me to this. I've really had a good time. Thanks a lot for giving me this opportunity. I was like, there it is. They're going to make a movie out of this. <laughs> He's going to be an NBA star. Coach Grant, come on. Come on. 
I go home, everything's beautiful, everything's wonderful. It ended well. They learned some lessons. There were some awesome things that happened on the basketball court where you seen growth out of these young men. I promise it was all great. And I thought to myself, good job, Dwayne. Good job. Sunday morning, I woke up wrecked. This was last Sunday. You remember last Sunday when I could barely talk because I was wrecked? Yeah. I woke up that morning and immediately in my mind, God was like Romans 12. I'm like, okay. Mind you, Paul's, during the thing, I preached Romans 12, chapter, I mean, chapter 12, verse 4 and 5 to these young men. Okay? That's just what God gave me. And then Sunday morning, I wake up and God's like, Romans. He didn't say which one, he just said Romans. I'm like, God, I've already been there, I've already done that. Romans 12, 1 and 2, that's my junk, I get it. Romans 12, verse 4 and 5, I preached that. That was wonderful. I'm like, it must be something else. Remember? Remember the, the, the last week? I told you, I said I woke up and I picked up my Bible app, and there it was, Romans 12 and 10. So let's look at those real quick, shall we? Romans 12, 9 and 10 for me. Let your love be sincere, a real thing. Hate what is evil, loathe all ungodliness, turn in horror from wickedness, but hold fast to that which is good. Next. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family, giving precedence and showing honor to one another. I begin to get emotional. Sunday morning. Number one, God just spoke to me. Here's the verse that he wanted me to hear, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. I begin to get emotional because then the Holy Spirit begins to bring back to my remembrance the last three or four days. And I'm like, I did this. I'm so good, God. Thank you. Holy Spirit for leading me to do good. I love those young men like they were my own. I let them into my house. I was patient with them. I did everything that I was supposed to do. This is so good. I'm so good. Hallelujah. This is why I'm a pastor. This is why I'm a coach. This is why I do what I do, so that I can be good. <clears throat> and then God reminds me of the scripture that I love so, so much. So he's like, go back and read this. And I'm like, okay. So I go back and read Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your body, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Again, I'm so good. Thank you, Lord. I've presented myself. I gave my house up. You know what I mean? My family. We all went to serve these young men. The basketball team. We all did what we were supposed to do. I am in there. I'm doing great. This is wonderful. One more. One more. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 5. For as in one physical body, we have many parts, organs, members, and all of these parts do not have the same function or use. So we, numerous as we are, are one body in Christ, the Messiah, and individually, we are parts of one of another, mutually dependent on one another. Again, I am killing it. Thank you, Lord. I know that I'm only doing this because of you. Of course, 
Nonetheless, because of my obedience, these young men got the word of God. They now understand that we are many parts. And even on the basketball team, you know, we're many parts. Every part is important. If you're on the bench, if you're on the court, if you got the ball, if you don't, it don't matter. It's all good because we all do it for God. And I'm feeling good. Church, I'm feeling real good. Like, I'm so emotional. And I'm like, God, you use me. I'm a part of your will. This is so wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. I'm ironing my clothes. You know, the tears are welling up in my eyes. And then God said, you realize this has nothing to do with you, right? And I'm like, what more can I do, Jesus? You tell me your will, and I will do it. Let me know what you want done, and I'm there. Send me, I'll go. Right? Send me, and I'll go. I'm your man. And he's like, no, Dwayne. <laughs> I'm the man. You're just a tool. Just know that. Now I'm, my emotions have changed slightly. I'm still emotional, but now I'm confused. You got to understand, I am dealing with this Sunday morning. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm so, I'm still overjoyed, right? Like, don't, don't confuse what I'm telling you. I am still, I am. I'm having a moment with God, people. I'm walking through the cool of the day in the garden in this time. But I'm just confused about my thought process because I'm realizing there's an error. And then it happens. Golly, man, he's amazing. Then it happens. My wife is in her closet, right? And she goes, oh, Dwayne. Your sister contacted me. And I knew, people, I knew instantly that this was God about to do something. So much so that the tears that were welling up began to come down my face. I can't explain it to you, but I'm trying to help you to be in the moment. She says this and instantly it's like God could have spoken himself. She says, your sister contacted me. She texted me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't talk. I'm done. I'm ironing my shirt. I'm done. I, tears are rolling down my face. I'm like, mm-hmm. What does she want? She contacted me and asked me about your nephew going to the school. And now I'm done. I am absolutely done. I dropped the iron. Not drop it. I put it down. I go to my bed. I hit my knees, and I begin to weep into my pillow. In that moment, I realized like never before that I have absolutely nothing to do with anything good going on in my life. Now, you don't understand. You can't. Hold on. I seen you smile. I'm going to come over here and talk to you because I think you might understand what I'm saying. Listen to me. In that moment, I realized that anything that's good happening to me and the people around me have nothing to do with me. Why? Because my wife just said to me that my sister contacted her, not me, about my nephew going to the school that I send my kids to that I coach basketball at, Paul's, just to give you some insight, right? A coach friend of mine that was on the thing with me is the whole trip, like, bro, you gotta get your nephew here. You gotta get your nephew here. Dude, you gotta get your nephew here. He needs to be on the team. You gotta get your nephew here. And I'm like, bro, listen, um, it's probably not gonna happen. Calm down. It's just, it can't happen. It's not realistic. Like, we gotta be realistic here. Now, I know you guys are like, why can't it happen? Like, what are you saying? What's wrong with your nephew? There's nothing wrong with my nephew. It's just my nephew is 
there's nothing wrong with my nephew. He's six seven. Okay, that's why the guy wants him on the basketball team, right? Um, he's an amazing young man, but he's a teenager. Period. He's he's a teenager. He's a six seven teenager. Earlier, I was talking about the little kid in the grocery store. Could you imagine a six seven teenager throwing a fit in the grocery store? He's done it. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> okay? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not even real. This is not even real. Because I love my sister, bless her heart. I can barely pay for my kids to go. I know it will be a serious struggle for her. I'm not trying to put her, her business on the street, but I just need you to understand, right? And then my wife, as I'm weeping, she goes, you know what? She was like, I just remembered something. There's somebody else's kid who goes to our school, and they get to go for free. Because they're very similar to your nephew. Now, remember, I'm already on my knees, and I'm weeping. I'm snotting now. I'm crying so hard. I'm snot bubbling. It's coming out. I'm, I got my face in the pillow because I got to be screaming at this point, and I don't want the kids to hear me and think that I've lost my mind and that something's wrong, right? But I'm like, God, you're so good. You know, and it's just like bubble, bubble, pop, snot, you know, whatever. And I know this is like I'm being silly about this, but you got to understand there is something unfolding in front of me that I have nothing to do with. Now, let me, let me make it plain to you. Let me make it plain to you. If, if I had not had that moment this morning and if we had come to the point where my nephew was at the school playing basketball and everything was going well, I would have been like, I'm so good. Oh, God, you use me. You use, I know it was you, God, but you used me. He let me see something that had been done and all that had unfolded. Two kids going to the basketball camp, paid for. I didn't tell you this. Do you know those kids had no idea? I, I would, they, one of the kids didn't even know it cost money to go to my school. They were like, uh, do you guys have to pay to your, to go to your school, like one of those like private schools or Christian schools? I was like, it's both. <laughs> like, it's a private Christian school. So yes, like one of those. They didn't even know that they paid for the camp. I didn't pay for it. I'm not ready to be so transparent as to tell you why I didn't pay for it. But I didn't pay for it. They went to this camp. They had no idea, but they were there. There is something happening right now on behalf of my nephew I don't think he even knows about it, really. And if he does, he doesn't understand it. I can promise you that. I'm almost positive he has no clue, though, really, about what's really going down. But if school starts next year and he walks into those doors, hold it, because I'm about to rock your world, because this is where God, he, he didn't stop. He didn't stop. He said, Dwayne, look at this with me. Your nephew's going to walk through that door and go to that school at 6, 7, 15 years old. 6, 7. He's going to walk through those doors. He's not going to look like them. He's not going to act like them. 
he's going to be on the basketball team. So he's going to step on the court every single time at 6'7", six, 6'8", six, 15 years old. And he's not going to look like them. He's not going to act like them. Is it about him? This is my God. This is my God. Guys, he is working in your life and around you, and it has nothing to do with you. There are things in motion right now that are affecting lives well beyond yours. And you're looking for purpose. How about this? God, here I am. Don't even add the send me part. God, here I am. I can stay put or you can send me. You can make me rich or you can make me broke. You can lift me up or you can put me in the grave right now. But the only way that works, the only way that's possible is if you have made a clear decision to present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable, intelligent act of worship. I won't even say the rest because that, that's the reason we won't do it because we don't allow our minds to be renewed and to be transformed. We don't allow ourselves to be separated and different from the world. I'm not talking about the way you look and the dress and, and how you act. I'm talking about your thinking. Last thing I'm going to say. I didn't pay for them boys camp because my thinking said it's not my budget. Don't sound so bad, did it? Didn't sound so bad. It's not my budget. I get it. Some of you are going to be like, huh? And some of you others are going to be like, what? <laughs> right? But it's two different camps. One of y'all going to be like, well, I mean, it's good for us to have a budget, right? <laughs> and the other one's going to be like, what? You couldn't pay that? <sighs> I'm living life. I'm living life for him. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's all for him. If you don't like it, talk to him. Will you do me a favor? I presented something a few weeks ago about us as a church giving $4,000 in order to make room for people who need gas, who can't pay for groceries, who are struggling right now because of the economy and what where we're at I understand you might be one of those people I want you to pray about it I did not preach this message I actually meant to say this before I got started and I forgot but I'm I'm supposed to say it okay I'm just reminding you that opportunity is still here okay why? When people recognize that it's God who's taking care of their needs, what kind of effect does that have on people? When you put a gift card in their hand 
when gas prices are sky high and you put a gift card in their hand that says, hey, God's got you. Not Dwayne, not the body dating. Hey, God's got you. Don't worry about the, don't, don't worry about the gas prices. Groceries, he's got you. I know it's only one time. I know it's only one time. But let's let him be who he is. All right? Bow your heads. Lord God, I just come into you right now. I thank you and I praise you for an opportunity to share your word. God, I just ask and pray that your people would leave this place today completely understanding that it's not about them. When they think it's about a certain situation, certain person, certain place or a certain thing, God, I pray that they would be, that, that their minds would be blown to know that it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you receiving the glory. Help them to understand that you receiving the glory allows people to see that it's you who they need to depend on. Help them not to be fooled by the lie that you're selfish and conceited. Help them to see that how do people know unless they're told. God, you didn't save the Israelites as they crossed the Red Sea so that just for the sake of the Israelites being saved? Because you knew they were idiots. You did it so that all the world could see who you were and that you are the one to be depended on. That you are the God of all gods. You didn't save those three men in a burning fire because you wanted to look cool. You saved them so that that king could know and tell everyone he knew that you are the God of gods. God, you didn't send these two young men to a basketball camp just for their sake, but it's for their family's sake so that they could have hope and that they could have faith in a God who makes provision, who provides, who does things outside of them and what they're capable of. Help us to understand it's you. It's you. It's all about you. It's who you are. You're faithful, not because we did something good. You're just faithful. You're saving. You have saving grace, not because we, not just because we need it. It's just who you are. Help us. Help us to know this. And as we know it, as we grab a hold of it, as we embrace it, Lord God, that we would begin to open our arms, open our lives that we would submit all of who we are, finances, housing, uh, intelligence. We would submit all of who we are to you so that people can understand that you are the God of all gods. And there's not nothing you don't control. I rebuke the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke your stinking thinking. I rebuke your lies. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. God, if you want to provide groceries and gas, for every person in the city of Dayton. God, you can go to the church down the street and do that if you want to. But if you're here and we're willing, use us. If you don't, God, if you want your word to be preached across the nation, God, we're, we're here. We're not doing anything special. Not nothing more important than that. Help us to get out of the way. 
Help us submit ourselves. If you just want to spread the word on social media, God, we've got a few teens here at the body Dayton. If they make themselves available, God, use them. If not, <laughs> I know you'll still do what you do. That's all I'm saying. God, be you. Be you, God. Here at the body Dayton, me and Pastor Jeff, we submit, we bow, and we say, do what you want to do here at the body Dayton. Do what you want to do. And anybody that ain't on board, whatever. Have your way, God. Have your way. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for your time. Happy Father's Day.